Good evening and thank you so much for joining us. You're watching the nine at night. I'm Stephanie Jimenez tonight. The Bear County Sheriff's Office says it's opened a preliminary investigation against former Spurs player Josh Primo. The Sheriff's Office says that it's in contact with the alleged victim in the case, but did not identify that victim or even share details about their early findings. Now, this comes just over 24 hours after we learned that Dr. Hillary Coffin, a former psychologist with the team, filed a lawsuit accusing Primo of exposing himself multiple times during their therapy sessions. The lawsuit names Primo and the Spurs organization as defendants. Primo himself, though, is not facing any criminal charges. Anybody that has uh, observed the Spurs over a very long period of time knows that an accusation like this would be taken very seriously without any doubt whatsoever, no equivocation. Uh, the Spurs organization would be on top of it. And I'm absolutely confident that the men and women on the managerial staff that uh, dealt in our dealing with this, uh, did so uh, purposefully, uh, efficiently, promptly, and did it with the utmost care uh, for everybody concerned. Now the Spurs put out a statement saying that they disagree with the accuracy of facts, details, and timeline, and will let the legal process play out. Switching gears now, early voting wrapped up just about an hour ago, but it wasn't as hot as leaders expected. Turnout in Bear County turns out was lackluster, and Medina and Guadalupe counties are also on track to have fewer ballots cast than in 2018, despite having added voters. Now keep in mind the turnout percentages that we're showing for 2022 are based on just 11 of the 12 days of early voting. Still. Bear County started the final day today with only 25.2% turnout with in-person voting. 2018 early um, ended with a 34.6% turnout, and in Medina County, they were at 28.8%. But they finished 2018 with 36.6% turnout. Now, Guadalupe County had an even bigger gap that you can see right there. 23.5% in-person turnout ahead of the final day compared with 36.6% of the end of 2018 ending in early with early voting. Now, its elections administrator says it's hard to see why they're seeing a dip. Voters seem very interested right now in what's going on in the political, the political climate being what it is. There's there's an attitude of participation. So I'm not really sure why they're not coming out, but we were expecting them to come out in a little heavier turnout than what we've seen. So in Texas, early voting finished today and Election Day is next Tuesday, November the 8th. Did those minutes waiting at Robb Elementary take lives? Could more have been saved? Texas Rangers are trying to answer those questions right now. The Rangers are working with a doctor out of Austin to determine whether any of the 21 gunshot victims could have survived their injuries had help come sooner. According to the Texas Tribune, four victims, teacher Eva Mireles and three students, Jackie Cáceres, Jose Flores and Javier Lopez, had heartbeats when they were removed from the classrooms that day. In an interview last month, the medical examiner on duty in Uvalde said that he believes they could have survived if first responders didn't wait more than 70 minutes to go inside the classroom. 
Now that Texas doctor is going to look at all 21 autopsies to see if that's true. This could take months, though, and it's unclear how much the findings will impact the state's criminal investigation. Now, after Uvalde, we talked about panic buttons, automatic locks on outside doors. These are some of the things that the state may pay $400 million towards to make schools safer. The Texas Tribune is reporting that the Texas Education Agency is looking at statewide changes to schools. Some of the proposals include inspecting doors every week, two-way emergency radios, as well as bulletproof glass. If approved, the changes would take place the following school year. The TEA is going to ask for the public's thoughts on these ideas before the end of the year. Tonight, police in Leon Valley are looking for the driver who ran over a man's legs. That happened just before 11 o'clock last night near Loop 410 and Bandera Road. According to Leon Valley Police, the man got into an argument with someone in a vehicle. They say that he was either pushed from the vehicle or jumped out. The victim was taken to University Hospital and is expected to be okay. Now, in other news, nearly half of the U.S. is preparing for a flu surge this fall. 17 states, Washington, D.C., and New York City all reporting high or very high respiratory illness activity. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says that this flu season is hitting the nation harder and earlier than in previous years. According to the CDC, there have been more than one and a half million illnesses and 730 deaths from the flu so far this year. It's highest in the South, but the Mid-Atlantic isn't too far behind. Now, meanwhile, a children's hospital in Dallas-Fort Worth has activated its internal disaster code because of a surge of respiratory illnesses. The Cook Children's Healthcare System says it's at capacity all across the board, from hospital beds to the ER, also its urgent care centers. The health system blames a combination of illnesses, including RSV and the flu. And it's so bad that some people are waiting up to 10 hours to get transferred to the pediatric intensive care unit. Outside, however, Things are calming down. Meteorologist Adam Kasky has your mild weekend forecast. Back to fall like conditions this weekend. Saturday morning, 53 degrees, clear sky, low humidity throughout the day, 77 the high temperature. Similar on Sunday, we just get a little bit warmer in the afternoon into the mid 80s. Low humidity all weekend, but it's going to surge back into place Sunday night. So first thing Monday morning, it's back to fog, drizzle and dampness. So those morning sprinkles, which will really be the case all of next week. So back to spring like conditions next week, highs in the 80s. Now keep this in mind, your garbage is going to get picked up on a different day. Starting next week, most customers of San Antonio's Solid Waste Management Department is going to have a new collection day. And by the way, Saturday collections, those are being eliminated altogether. You should have received a notice in the mail, or you can check your new collection schedule online. You can call 311 as well to get that. Waste management said that it had to rebalance routes because the city's growing and obviously producing a lot more trash. It says the new schedule is going to keep drivers from working long hours or even making multiple trips to the landfill. You know, your home may be where you feel the safest, but when it comes to fire, it's actually the most dangerous. So before you get out the space heater or cook the turkey, 12 on your sides, Marilyn Moore, it shows us what to do and what not to do to be fire safe. These sounds are proven to save lives. Working smoke detectors should be on every floor and in every sleeping space. The room where most home fires start, the kitchen. Cooking remains the leading cause of home fire and injuries, and it can be as easy as walking away from the stove and forgetting. Stand by your pan is a simple rule. 
But if you have a fire in a pan, fire experts say cut off the heat source and put a lid on the pan. If you don't have a lid, grab a cookie sheet and slide it on top but never put water on a grease fire. For oven fires, keep the oven door closed. Turn it off and wait for the fire to go out. Have a fire extinguisher handy too. Cooler weather outside means more fire risk inside from burning candles, fireplaces with dirty chimneys, and space heaters. The vast majority of home heating deaths last year were the result of portable or stationary space heaters. We recommend looking for a model that turns off automatically if it gets too hot and which has a tip over switch. Place them at least three feet away from furniture or curtains and don't use extension cords or leave them on while you sleep. Outside, fire pits can be risky, especially in drier weather. Be sure to have an extinguisher and garden hose ready. And finally, no fires can get out of control quickly. So have a family escape plan before you need it. Marilyn Moritz, KSAT 12 News. All good advice. All right. Now, before we go, it's that time again where most people have the Powerball fever. You know, it's not the world's largest jackpot ever, but, you know, $1.6 billion might as well be. The last world record of $1.58 billion, also set by Powerball in 2016. The jackpot has been growing for three months. The jackpot is the result of 39 drawings with no winner and the intensity obviously increasing with each one. So good luck to you. You know what, though? I'll take those chances. We're out of time. The Night at Night returns on Monday. Have a beautiful weekend. We'll see you then.